Hello folks, welcome back to Corruption Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. You know, as I continue to go on, more and more countries are listening. And I say thank you. I know that countries like Norway, Russia, Turkey, the United Kingdom, Australia, and of course the United States, amongst others, listen to my program mostly because I pass on information that you can actually verify information that when I give it to you I can actually give you sources that you can not only check but also use CPS hates you because they hate me and the reason why they hate me is because I'm giving you factual information the less children that they can take means that it's less money that they're making. And I'm not trying to be cocky or anything. I'm just pointing out facts. With that being said, from the BBC.com back in late 2019... It says, Norway's Hidden Scandal. Now, I'm, when I read this, please understand that when I read it, I look at this and I realize that what Norway is going through is exactly what the world is going through. Now, the article reads, excuse me, the UN rates Norway one of the best countries for a child to grow up in. And yet too many children, according to a large number of Norwegian experts, are taken into care without good reason. The conviction of a top psychiatrist in the child protection system for downloading child abuse images is now raising further serious questions. Now this is a person that was a top psychiatrist in CPS. He was convicted of having child abuse images. You know, that's saying a lot. That means that, oh, it's perfectly all right, but if they didn't like the person for whatever reason, as you've heard in the past, CPS is just turning on its own. They're eating each other, it appears. It was a winter's day some years ago when two child welfare specialists, a female psychologist and a male psychiatrist, knocked on the door of a small modern wooden house on the edge of the Norwegian capital, Oslo. A lively little girl opened the door and greeted the strangers warmly. But the girl's mother, Cecilia, Cecilia, who understood the purpose of their visit, was much less pleased to see them. Quote, I was very scared. I didn't want them in my house in the first place, she says, remembering that day. I was really nervous that they would find something wrong. 
I know this is how the Child Protection Services takes away children. Unquote. Remember what I told you? The information from different lawyers and even police officers. I'll say the same thing. Do not let them in and get a lawyer. The experts had been appointed to write a report for a family court hearing which would decide the little girl's future. Oh yeah, this isn't going to go bad. Their visit followed years of concern by the Child Protection Service that Cecilia, a single mother, wasn't looking after her daughter properly and had rejected offers of help. That day, she was right to be nervous. The experts were highly critical of what they observed at her home. We could possibly... Well, let's continue. They wrote in their report that, quote, there was no natural flow to the interaction, unquote, between mother and daughter. They said Cecilia struggled to keep the house in order, and they commented on other details that Cecilia believes they misinterpreted. Quote, everything is twisted in a negative way, she says. They twisted in a negative way? Wow. Folks, how many of you went through this same thing? Quote, this was not so long after Christmas. And in the local store, I had found some gingerbread, which they were selling really cheap for one Norwegian krone. So I bought it just for fun so that my daughter and I could make some gingerbread men together as an activity. But apparently they thought my financial situation was very bad because I had bought it after Christmas. How can you say a person is poor just because they buy cheap gingerbread? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we're seeing where this is going. Wow, they're poor because they buy gingerbread after Christmas? How dare she? Quote, when I saw the report, I was so devastated. It was just all this negativity. Negative, negative, negative. There was nothing positive at all. Unquote. The experts report based on information from many health and child care professionals, as well as their own observations, concluded that the little girl's development would be limited if she remained with her mother. Now remember, this was after Christmas. The report said this is because a mother does not recognize her daughter's basic needs and does not perceive the mental harm she may have suffered while in her mother's care. So far, all we've heard is that the mother bought cheap gingerbread after Christmas. 
It continues. Since then, Cecilia, a lean, anxious-looking blonde woman now in her 50s, has only seen her daughter seven times. Quote, I have not been able to follow her development, she says. I just lost my daughter's childhood. I don't expect really to see her until she's an adult. How many of us have gone through that feeling? How many of us feel like Cecilia? How many of us lost those times, those precious times that we will never get back? Those precious times when you see your child first time riding a bicycle. First time going to school. First time coming home excited about anything of school. The recommendation to put the girl into long-term foster care was approved at Oslo District Court through Port co-authors attended as witnesses. Fast forward to April this year, and one of those two experts, the male psychiatrist, reappeared in the same courthouse. This time, though, he wasn't in the witness stand. He was in the dock. When we come back, we'll find out what they mean by he was in the dock. But mark my words, it does not sound good. We'll be back. And we are back. When we left off, the male psychiatrist had reappeared in the same courthouse. The report says at this time, though, he wasn't in the witness stand. He was in the dock. Well, I'm about ready to read to you is word for word what the article says. He was sentenced to 22 months in jail after admitted he had downloaded nearly 200,000 images and more than 12,000 videos showing the sexual abuse or sexualization of children. If you're shocked about that, I will reread it. He was in the dock because he was sentenced to 22 months in jail after admitting he had downloaded nearly 200,000 images and more than 12,000 videos showing the sexual abuse of sexualization of children. The person that's supposed to be on the state side gets caught doing far worse than what he's accusing this mother of. Does that sound familiar? It goes on to say the court heard that some appeared to show infants being raped. I'm going to repeat it. I know it's going to, you're not going to want to hear this, but the court heard that some appeared to show infants being raped. Remember, these are the people that are supposed to be protecting these children from this. 
And yet this sick male psychiatrist had this on his computer. Norwegian police were initially tipped off that the man was downloading illegal child abuse images in 2015. But it wasn't until early 2017, a year and a half later, that they investigated and then arrested him. A year and a half between 2015 and 2017. And yet, this is the same person that was accusing the mother of being neglectful. Over what? Used gingerbread? Boy, oh boy. What would they have done if she had gotten day-old Christmas cookies? He confessed that he had been viewing such material for 20 years. Yes, you heard right. He had been viewing it for 20 years. He admitted it. And these are the people that CPS hire? Like I said, the monsters aren't outside. They're in the system. And if you think it's just in Norway, it's all over the world. And especially in the United States. The so-called experts are nothing more than closet pedophiles. The expert hadn't been named in the Norwegian media to protect the privacy of his own children. But he likes watching... I'm trying not to get mad at this, but these are the people that are supposed to be protecting children. But until his arrest, he played a key role at various levels in Norway's child protection system as an expert witness in individual cases such as Cecilia's and more recently as a member of the prestigious Child Expert Commission, which evaluates all independent protection reports. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously we know why he was such an expert. His conviction puts the spotlight back on a system which has been heavily criticized by some parents and by leading Norwegian professionals in the child care field for being too quick to put children into care, splitting families unnecessarily. The disgraced psychiatrist has had his professional license revoked, meaning he cannot work in the same field again. Well, at least they did something that at least gives some credibility. But still, people are being, families are being split. And over what? In the United States, it's over money. But many times it's an adoption ring or sex trafficking ring. And yet, if you bring the light to it, how many people are vilified? How many people have I talked on this program? Which, when they exposed it, 
they were put through the ringer. Because heaven forbid you actually bring the dirty laundry out. The article continues, but parents who lost custody of children in cases he was involved in believe all his previous decisions should be reviewed. I agree. What he was saying isn't valid because of what he has done. His judgment cannot be trusted, Cecilia says. If he had told the judge in early earlier cases when he was an expert witness that he had been downloading child pornography for years, of course he would never have been appointed as an expert. The local child protection agency which handled Cecilia's case points out he was only one of two specialists who wrote the report that their recommendation was approved by a court and that their observations were only part of the justification for putting her daughter into care. In other words, they're circling the wagons, as they call it. But Cecilia, Cecilia and other parents say his crime shows he was unable to emphasize He didn't have empathy with children. The presiding judge in the case, Nin Ring, commented in her judgment that he appeared not to understand the suffering involved in the material he enjoyed viewing. No kidding! She said, The accused has taken exception to the most serious material, which he claims not to have downloaded consciously. The court finds, however, that the accused, to a certain extent, trivializes his own actions. <laughs> Looks like the court says, hey, uh, guess what? He knew what he was doing. The judge continued, the defendant appears remorseful, but reflection seems to have come only after he was caught out. In court, he has explained that he considered he was not harming children, since he did not take part in the production of the images. The court finds it serious for somebody with his special expertise on children to express that only now has it struck him that he has subjected these children to grave violation. The court furthermore sees it as serious that a professional who is supposed to be the protector of children and young people has placed his own satisfaction and desires first in this manner. Among many other child protection cases, the disgraced expert was involved in is one in the south of Norway, where a large family has now been split up for nearly five years. Inez, a warm, round-faced woman, is the mother of eight children. When we come back, I will continue with that, but you can see how the experts, well, they're 
that one was an expert all right. I bet he would say something like, oh, well, it was just research. But over 200,000 images? As someone once told me, you do it once, it's a mistake. More than once, it's a hobby. Obviously, he liked his hobby a little too much. We'll be back. And we're back. You know, reading this... It just makes you wonder... What kind of people that CPS hires... No matter if it's in the United States, Norway, Russia, wherever. Kids are better off with their families. Just help the parents. And you don't need a thousand CPS social workers. Cut it down. And above all, tell the neighbors, get a fucking life. If you don't have children, don't try to tell someone how to raise children. And stop reading those parenting books from people that never had a child a day in their life. The article continues for this Inez, a warm round faced woman, is the mother of eight children. Four are grown up. The younger four were suddenly taken away by the Child Protection Service or Barn Barn Evernet Barn Evernet in September 2013. Those in Norway, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. She was arrested and put into police holding cell. Wait a minute. The younger four were suddenly taken away by the Child Protection Service or Barn Barn Evernet in September 2013. She was arrested and put into a police holding cell. It was so strange to find myself in a cell and I just remember being so scared. Inez says, trying hard not to cry as she recalls that day. The walls were coming closer and closer, and it was becoming so difficult to breathe. It was like the air was becoming less and less. I never, ever thought that it would be accused of something illegal. At one point, I was thinking, if I was mad, if I had in my madness been doing things I wasn't supposed to do, had I harmed my family without really knowing it? You know, every time I look over this, I'm still in shock. She was arrested and put into a police holding cell. What? Have any of you gone through that where you were arrested? And where does CPS get off arresting the parent 
They are not a law enforcement agency. Could someone try to... I can't even wrap my mind around that. They're supposed to be an administrative agency, and yet according to this in Norway, they're a law enforcement agency. It just boggles the mind how they want to be law enforcement, yet they don't want to go through the steps. There had been an allegation that Inez had used physical force on her children, which is outlawed in Norway. So let's get this straight. If she spanked her children, that's a no-no and they will arrest her for it. So they don't believe in discipline. They just believe the child can pretty much do whatever it wants and then when the child gets older and the child breaks the law well you know it's the way the kids are raised no it's well you can can't do this or that like I said they're your children not the government yet the government wants to tell you how to raise them she says she was obliged to act to protect one child from another who refused to stop biting his sibling I gave him the smack in order for him to let go of his sibling it wasn't right of me to give a smack like that but I was just saying that there was a sibling in pain a criminal court acquitted Inez of the charges against her in 2016 In other words, what the mother was doing was trying to separate her children and it sounds like she tried something or did something that the law says no, but she was acquitted because the court saw she had to do something because, I'll read this again, she says she was obliged to act to protect one child from another who refused to stop biting his sibling. Inez doesn't criticize the authorities for following up the initial allegation of violence, but she says they didn't then listen properly to what the children were saying. Wow, I thought they were supposed to listen that the child, the best interest of the child, The problem was that every question was a leading question, says Inez's lawyer, Victoria Holman. Wow, CPS uses leading questions? Yeah, (laughs) you, my listeners, are probably going, like, that never happens. And yes, that was sarcasm. And when you analyze the reports of what the children actually said, if you count up how many times they said, my mother was violent against me, it's zero. An example is that they were not satisfied with the answer that the youngest daughter gave them. When they asked, has your mother been violent to you? She said, no, never. She never hit me. 
but they followed by saying, How many times did your mother hit you? And that was when they went totally wrong. They had already formula formed their opinion of what this case was about. And then they questioned the children so that they would have the answer. They would match their opinions. That happens too often in cases. That happened in the McMartin daycare. The John Stoll case. There are cases upon cases throughout the internet in different countries. I've watched videos on YouTube. It's a never-ending cycle. Their questioning is always where they keep on asking the same question and then eventually the child gives in just to say anything they want. Just so that they can be back with mommy and daddy. Not really realizing CPS is going to separate them. The child protection office that handled Inez's case has been unavailable to comment on this. But the same point that investigators put words in the children's mouths was made by the appeal court when it acquitted Inez. In other words, they saw exactly what CPS was doing. Just like the wrongful termination of parental rights here in Indiana. So as you can see, it does not matter what country this is. I could put any country in this story and it would apply to any country that is listening or any country in the world that CPS operates. This and many other stories and when we come back I will continue with this. But mark my words this this year people are saying and I commend all you who are boycotting protesting against your government. You I know you're doing this not just for your freedoms but also to protect your families. You're putting it all on the line. You're going after the people that think that they're above the law. Well, guess what? They're not. And you know it. When we come back, we'll continue with this. This is a very explosive article. That's why I believe you should hear it. And I'm working on the audio portion of my interrogation tape. I will work on a very special episode. And well, we'll be back. And we're back. The one thing I should tell you is that soon after the Inez's verdict to acquit her, 
two of Inez's children were returned. Two of the four. But the youngest two are still in foster care more than two years later. This is despite an independent psychological report that praised Inez's parenting skills and recommended that the family be reunited. It said, quote, The experts find it impossible to believe that so carefree, positive, and undisruptive children can come from the home described in the accounts that form the basis of the child protection and police actions. That report was disregarded, however, after it was sharply criticized by the supervisory body, the Child Expert Commission. The commission said the report was explicitly biased in the parents' favor. Oh, wow, can't have anything in the parents' favor. I've got a foot that I'd like to put someplace in CPS's ass. Oops, did I say that out loud? One of the two commission members who made that comment was was the now disgraced psychiatrist who was also involved in Cecilia's case. <laughs> the positive report he and his colleague rubbished was co-authored by two very eminent psychologists, one of them, Redar Hegerman, a former children's ombudsman, the independent official responsible for safeguarding children's interests throughout the country. When I made meet when I meet his German, he tells me this accusation of bias made him very angry. <laughs> wow. Well, when you got more and more people coming out. They're saying, hey, these things are happening. CPS doesn't exactly like it when people on the inside are telling you what's going on. But I discovered he doesn't know that the expert who made the accusation has been convicted because he hasn't been publicly named. When I tell him, he's shocked. When bad things like this happen, it's important to look at what kind of responsibilities a person has had and see if his way of misbehaving has been having an influence on the important job he or she has had. But there is no sign that the Norwegian authorities are planning any general review of cases the convicted expert was involved in, or that they believe his disgrace has any wider implications for the system. In other words, we don't care what he was convicted of. We're not going to reverse our decision. Sounds like what's going on here in Indiana. The Child Expert Commission told, told me they have looked into the reports he did for them, only part of his work, and could find no evidence that he had shown too little or too much empathy with children in his judgment. My goodness, they're actually 
trying to admit that he had didn't have that he shown too little or too much empathy. But the Board of Health Supervision, the body which has now withdrawn his license, said it was not planning to investigate his professional practice. It says there is no information that the convicted expert had committed any crimes in his work or any medical malpractice. He had all those images. He's supposed to be protecting children. And they're saying there is no information that the convicted expert had committed any crimes in his work or any medical malpractice. Other agencies, local and national, that employed him have said the same. So in other words, he can look at children naked. He can look at children being raped. And it's not medical malpractice that they don't see anything wrong with what he did. But for Inez, those reactions are just proof of the lack of accountability in a system that needs thorough reform. They've said the same thing here in the United States. She says she's now been assured by child protection that they're now regard her as a good enough parent and that her two youngest children will soon be returned to her. Long story short, you exposed us, so looks like we're going to have to return your children. But losing them for five years has been a devastating experience for her and her husband, Knut. K-N-U-T. Hopefully I didn't butcher that name. Initially, she was only allowed to see them four times a year. And each parent could speak to each child on the phone for just 15 minutes once a month. Hi, how are you doing? Bye. The house was so quiet, she says. And you know how parents usually want the kids to be a bit quiet. It was so strange to be on the other side. I just want lots of noise bickering. She blames the negative comments co-authored by the disgraced psychiatrist for keeping her family divided until now. And like Cecilia, she also says his past judgments should be reviewed. And I agree. You know, his past judgments. Look at them and look. He was convicted of having that child pornography. How can he state that looking at it is one thing, accusing a parent of something else has to be far worse than what he's done? It's like constructing a building which has a major flaw in their foundation. Do you let the building stand with a big flaw, knowing that at any moment it will collapse? Or do you try to rebuild it and make it correct? And in cases like this, they should do it. Because the outcome is a tragedy when the decision is to separate children and parents. 
The criticisms of the Norwegian Child Protection Service date back some years. Two years ago, I reported on the case of Ruth and Marius Bognario, evangelical Christians who were accused in 2015 of breaking the law by smacking their children. Their five children, including a small baby, were put into emergency care, prompting demonstrations by sympathizers around the world. That is what I like to hear. People that are saying, hey, this is unfair. You can't be doing this. Unfortunately, as you know, the system is not always... I told you this was something, and if I didn't at the beginning, I should have, that this is something that is universal, global. This is something that happens in every single country. This story is just like you hear anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter, United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Norway, Russia, Turkey, you name it. It is just amazing how they seem to think this is perfectly all right. Oh, he was accused of uh, downloading 200,000 images? Well, it had nothing to do with uh, his reports. Instead of reviewing it and saying, you know, maybe his judgment was skewed. Let's review this and just say, okay, you, you know, we're just going to go from substantiated to unsubstantiated. And, you know, apologize to the family. Get the family back together immediately. But, unfortunately, as you, my listeners, have realized, it doesn't matter what they do. Unless, of course, it's bringing a lot of pressure down on them. They won't do anything. They feel they're above the law. I have to say this, they're not. We'll be back. And we're back. Now, this article is... If you're listening... You're probably going, this could have happened where you're at. And it probably has. The article continues saying the children were eventually returned to their parents, but the family then decided to leave Norway. They now live in Marisa's home country of Romania. In the same year, 2015... More than 140 professionals in the child care field, lawyers, psychologists, and social workers wrote a national notice of concern to the government. They said that a long list of children, the actual number is not known by anyone, are exposed 
the serious failures of understanding and infringements of their rights. They added that when expert witnesses submit their reports and give evidence in court, we often see that the observational basis upon which they report is very weak. That open letter has now been signed by a further 120 specialists. Meanwhile, a family involved in a custody battle with the state has won a rare legal victory, gaining the right to have its case heard later this year at the highest level of the European Court of Human Rights. And increasing the international pressure still more on Norway, several families from the country have sought refuge in Poland to avoid the threat of care orders by the Child Protection Service. How pathetic is it when people in one country have to escape to another country because CPS is so hungry for children? They believe Poland places more emphasis on keeping families together. Folks, I'm going to look into that for you. Find out how Poland is doing and if they are better, if it's better in Poland than it is in the United States. If it's better in Norway. Because obviously CPS should have a pole shoved straight up their asses. They should be run out on a damn rail, exiled to an island where they can never return. Among those now in Poland is Lean, the 14-year-old daughter of Palestinian parents who were given asylum in Norway. Oh yeah, (laughs) they leave from Palestine, go to Norway. Her father, Talab, a journalist, had served five years in jail in Syria, much of it in solitary confinement, for criticizing the regime there. Talab and his older daughter, Hiba, are still in Norway, while his wife and Lean are in Poland, where they are now seeking asylum for a second time. Hiba, who works as a nurse, explains what happened to her younger sister. One day she went to school and she didn't come back. And my family, my parents, and brother were looking for hours as her phone was turned off. Going everywhere, looking like crazy on the street, and we couldn't find her. Then, hours later, we had two child protection officers at the door, and they said Lean is with them. They asked for her belongings because she was taken under an emergency care order, exigent circumstances. She had told the school nurse she had been physically abused at home. Lean was taken first to a foster home, then to another care institution, then to a hospital, Eventually, a year after she was first put into care, she ran away. She met up with her mother, who took her to Poland, where they have lived 
for the past year. Speaking from Poland, she says the original allegation of abuse was made by another child at her school, where she was being bullied. Then at her foster home, she became depressed and started self-harming. She was treated with antipsychotic drugs and then other medication for the side effects, which she says made her increasingly physically ill. But medical certificates issued following tests in Poland do not confirm all the diagnoses made in Norway. Doctors there say she is physically fit and suffering only from stress caused by her experiences over the past two years. So it looks like it does not matter where you are in the world. If you can go to a country like Poland to get away from CPS, I say go ahead. If CPS is listening and they don't like what I'm saying, they can kiss my real white American motherfucking ass because I have had it. You don't like what I'm saying? I could care damn less. You, my listeners... I'm giving you this information and if you are in countries like Norway or Palestine and CPS is trying to take your children or you suspect it, if you can get to countries like Poland, do it. Do not wait. Get your children to safety. Your children's future is more important. When we came to Norway, we thought that this was where we would live in peace and we would forget all the traumatic and sad events, Hiba says, referring to the family's escape from Syria. But we have have all lived this trauma again. I didn't see the growing up of my older children when I was in pot prisoned in Syria, Talab said. So when Lean was born here in Norway, it was a God-given present for us. How could we have mistreated her? It is a very silly joke to hear this from the Child Protection Service. They behave above regulations. And you can't win any case against them in the courts. Even if you bring witnesses with you, it is as in Syria, the verdict is written beforehand. Folks, looks like they this person found out the hard way. It is unbelievable in Norway, something very strange in a welfare state. Scandinavian state. The family says Lean was never physically punished and they believe the allegations of violence was taken particularly seriously because they were immigrants to Norway. If you're from the Middle East, you're automatically deemed to be abusive and backward, Habib Hiba said. The Child Protection Office dealing with the case said it could not comment in detail. But it said 
it did not agree with the family's version of events and it denied treating children from immigrant families more strictly than others. Yeah, right. Redar Hijerman, the former children's ombudsman, says no one should be judged to be violent without evidence. But he also says when a family comes to Norway with a mother and a father who have themselves been brought up with violence, then I think we should assume that we need to go to help this family to understand that where they came from, physical punishment is rather common, but in Norway it is absolutely forbidden. He believes the Norwegian system should do something about its reputation by improving professional competence in a system that he thinks is currently too decentralized. And he adds, one of the absolutely overarching strategies is to help children in families. To remove a child from a family is something you try not to do at all. They say that in the United States. They say that all over. Unfortunately, as many, if not all my listeners have found out, that's just not how it works. We'll be back. And we're back. This final segment, we're going to go more into this, and I'll give my final thoughts. Ketrin Koch, the head of the Child Expert Commission. You know, I keep on hearing Child Expert Commission, and after hearing about that one psychiatrist, what kind of expert are they? What kind of commission is this? But Child Expert Commission, which the disgraced psychiatrist was a member of, says one reason for the disproportionately high number of immigrant families affected by child by care orders might be that Norway is quite a conformist country in many ways. She says it might be that the child protection services are not aware enough that there are many ways of raising children. No shit, Sherlock. Another point would be that Norway is a rich country. And the richer you are, the less consideration you have to give to survival issues. And the more consideration you can give to an optimal of how children are to be raised. Translation, just because your way of raising children worked for you, that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. Child welfare guidelines in Norway, as in some other countries, specify that parenting does not have to be good, only good enough. But, Trin Koch says maybe the level for good enough in Norway is different from other countries. 
The Ministry of Children says it's bringing in legal changes that will strengthen children's and families' rights. It's reviewing some care orders, though there's no suggestion that linked to the conviction of the expert psychiatrist. Like other agencies in the child protection system, the ministry won't comment at all on his case at all. What a surprise. Let's ignore the elephant in a room. Maybe people will just not see it. But Inez, who's now become a campaigner for family rights, regards the silence over the convicted psychiatrist as a cover-up. She and other parents who've lost children are also surprised by a family court decision that the disgraced expert can keep custody of his own young children. I'm at a loss for words for the outrage, she says, knowing other parents who have had lesser allegations and have lost children. Thor Langfeld, a psychologist who works with sex offenders and who gave testimony as an independent expert in the case of the convicted psychiatrist, regards that reaction as moral outrage. He says there is no evidence to suggest that people who download child pornography are more likely than anyone else to commit other offenses against children. Sometimes moral panic takes over and empirical psychological data vanish on us, he says. But Inez, who has been active in her community as a local politician and lay judge says the case has changed the way she views her own country. Before 2013, I considered Norway as the best country in the world, and in many aspects, it still is a good country. But if the system is closed and there is no transparency, then it is so much easier to sweep things under the carpet when things go wrong, she says. There has to be a willingness to fix things because it ensures that people can trust the system. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. Unless, of course, you're on the side that tries to say, oh, he was convicted, but it did not blur his judgment. Well, these are people that they're supposed to trust. And you have to have the public's trust. If you have someone viewing child pornography, and yet they're supposed to be protecting children from predators, protecting the child or children from being abused, Yet some of the videos are of children being raped. Whereas, do you trust that person? Do you state, okay, with help this person can 
go on a normal life. If you're the parent and this male psychiatrist has stated that you have abused your child and later you find out that this male psychiatrist was had downloaded over 200,000 images many of which is videos of children that sex is being performed on them what is your thoughts are these people that are protecting your children what about some of those that the children are being abused in the system that a couple that's supposed to be watching the children keeping them safe is doing worse to the child than they accuse the parents of this episode brings a light some cold heart facts and that is CPS the monsters are worse in the system than the people that the system is accusing accusing parents of doing something that you find out later they're in the system itself so who do you trust Well, I will say this. In my own experience, I find out that they can accuse people of anything. But if you accuse them, it's like it doesn't matter. Telling families, telling the mothers you have to stop seeing him. And if you don't, they make up so many vicious and vile things. Only come find out that there are people in their own organization that are far worse. They sweep it under the rug. Folks, What do we do? Who do we trust? Those that are listening that uh, may say, well, we need CPS because children are being abused. Unfortunately, they fall through the cracks many times. And my question to CPS is why? If you know about these children and you do nothing, then how can we trust you when you have psychiatrists CPS social workers foster parents who are abusing the children in the system I mean I personally know of one foster parent she's the greatest person you'd ever want to meet But for every one of her, how many are just the opposite? How many of them, how many foster parents abuse the children 
How many reports of CPS social workers who falsely accuse a parent? Folks, you know the answer to that. You've experienced it. You know what you've gone through. What's the answer? I don't know what the answer is. I could say just abolish CPS, get rid of it. And people have asked me, what do you replace it with? You replace it if this is a law enforcement issue, then let law enforcement handle it. If CPS is there, then do administrative. Stop being law enforcement. If you're supposed to help the families, keep them together, then guess what? Then do that. But let CPS, the administrative, you do your job. Law enforcement does theirs. And you don't try doing both. Because if we, like in some areas of the United States, like Seattle and Portland, want to completely do away with law enforcement and have social workers, a.k.a. CPS social workers, be law enforcement, then what? Then what do we do? Where do we draw the line? If they're going to hire people, do thorough background. Keep a close watch on them. Give them more than a couple months training. And one class they should have is empathy. Have empathy not just for the children, but for the mother and the father. And above all, stop trying to make the mothers of the the women make a decision. Either the children or the husband. Because in the end, the family loses. There are no winners. And the children are forever affected mentally. As I end, like I always do, they're your children, not the government's. Cannot issue children. They do not give you children. You conceive them. You raise them. So government, fuck off. Let parents raise their children. And for the neighbors that don't like how children are being, parents are raising their children, they're not your children. And unless these kids are like hanging from the rafters or something, leave them alone, okay? This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services.